tolerate me so well. This is amazing. I love you so much. How can you even do it? I can't even imagine. Anyway, okay, let's let's do that. Let's do that. I put you on mute. No, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, no, I. But I would not. I would not uh, doubt you for it. So. No, no. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. So, so hi. Uh, hi. Welcome, every fun, every welcome, fur, every, every organism. Fun. I like how you said welcome every fun, indeed. Every welcome fun. Every fun. Every fun. Every furun. Uh, yeah. Furun. That's, uh, that's furun. akin to Johnny Furon. That, wasn't that a cartoon? No, that was Johnny Neuron. That was Neuron. Johnny Neuron. I don't know. Okay, I never Johnny saw Neuron. Yes. Well, and to every organism, organisms that live in the Potterverse and that's listen to the Potterverse. Lot. Well, in the Potterverse, that may be not as many. I thought you were going to say universe, because that's like a lot. No, Potterverse. Well, I am one of your hosts, Barely Normal, and with me is... Well, hi there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's more. Um, my name is Tabin. I'm a park. You're a park? <laughs> I am. So I sit around and wait for people to come around and like do merry-go-rounds on me and do they, stuff. Do they feed pigeons on you? They do. And and if I'm lucky, I get a light snack because the pigeon drops it. There you go. Yay. So in addition to being a park, my name I I am Tabin. I am a pup. Bark bark. Have you had a good week, Tabin? Apparently. Apparently. I mean, you know, I I I became a park. I ate some chicken chicken feeds. Chicken? I went on a. I, I had a chicken feed. Chicken feed. <laughs> I I had a merry-go-round spin on my fly. Wow! All right. It's quite. It was a quite sliding tail. So I noticed, you know, and listeners, longtime listeners know that I get up early in the morning because of the way I do my job and what I do, and so that I have time to do this kind of pod stuff in the evenings. I get up early in the morning and to go to work. And I'm noticing it's getting just a little bit lighter in the morning when I get up now, just a little bit. And it's staying darker, staying lighter longer, just a little bit. A little bit. Just so you're exciting bit. by the fact that we're like getting like into like fall and spring and stuff like that. Yeah. No, yes. I am. I was actually noticing that too. It's interesting you notice that because like just a few days ago, I was noticing when it would normally be like really dark on my fluff and everything, when I'm sitting here doing whatever I'm doing, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's uh, there's some light out there. So yeah, it was actually yeah. pretty exciting. I wagged about it. I definitely wagged it's, about it. So we have our newer section now is called last time today. Yes. So that's not, the, and, and for all, all you furs that started because uh, what was it <laughs> like four or five episodes ago, Maybe a little bit more, a little bit longer, uh, yeah, longer than that. It started that, um, like on the show, we would like find things that well, we don't know the answers to, so let's find them out. So we, or mostly barely, by we I mean mostly barely, would research it, and now we, uh, <laughs> we explain, aka barely explains the results of his research um, on the next episode, and so this is called the segment last time today. Okay, so first of all, we talked last week about St. Valentine's Day and oh, yeah. Valentine's cards and mm-hmm. valent- and epilepsy keys. 
Now, okay, so you, you mentioned that, and that's right. And I remember I got really confused. What was it that I got confused about last week? The fact that in, in Italy, they would give keys out to unlock the heart. You know, it's an unlock your heart type of a thing. But they would also give them out to children to ward off epilepsy. I have a flashback now. I totally yeah. remember being very confused about that. And once again, I'm very confused. So do you well, find out this is a thing? You found this It's out? a thing. And okay. it, it turns out that St. Valentine was the patron saint of epilepsy. Oh, was he now? Yes. Since because, since because? Since because? Since because. Why do I love that so much? I just I don't know. That. Since because St. Valentine was the patron saint of epilepsy. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. He's the saint prince of epilepsy still. I mean, that's... Patron saint. Patron saint... Let's explain the whole thing about patron saints in the Catholic okay, Church. Okay, okay, okay. So each thing in the world has a saint associated with it. If you suffer from a specific ailment or a specific problem, you pray to that saint, uh, and that okay. saint is supposed to intercede as your patron to okay. the Almighty to help you do whatever it is you need to do. So, like, uh, St. Michael was the patron saint of law enforcement. Okay, okay, okay. And so St. Valentine was believed to be able to cure strange illnesses. And okay. so he became the patron saint of epilepsy because it became the St. Valentine's Day or the St. Valentine's affliction. Okay, I'll let you continue. I got confused about the St. Valentine's conf- affliction thing, but okay, okay. So epilepsy is also known as St. Valentine's affliction. Oh, okay. That helps okay. a lot. I did not know that. that there you go. So- okay. Got it. And because epilepsy was very common in southern Germany, eastern Switzerland, Austria, and northern Italy, this, there's a special ceremony that children are given a small golden key to ward off epilepsy and on February 14th of each year. So there you go. So that's what epilepsy has to do with Valentine's Day. Okay. Let's see. And you talked last week about fat chance and slim chance. Ah, yes. I remember I did. There was a really horrible joke about how... Why is fat chance and slim chance the same thing or something like that? I don't remember the joke. And they don't mean the same thing. Oh, Oh. I lied. So at least not in normal usage. So there's the expression fat chance means no chance at all. Not going to happen at all. It's not going to happen. That's a fat chance. Nope. The statement, Tabin telling a good joke, it... That's a fat chance. That's a true statement. There's a fat chance that Tabin will tell a good joke. Yes. Okay, good, good. And then slim chance means there's a little bit of a chance. So there's a slim chance that barely that will, t- barely will tell, tell a, a, a fun joke. joke. Yes. Okay, good, good. So you're ahead <laughs> so of me a little bit. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so that's the difference between a fat chance and a slim chance. And then the last thing we need to talk about is the Snickers bar. I mentioned that last time. I forget. Remind me, though. I I forgot what I said about the Snickers. Confused? No. Maybe you just need a Snickers. Because we were talking about Mars and all sorts of stuff, and you mentioned... Oh, and I had to, like... I I was reaching quite far for that one, but yeah, okay. The reason that the Snickers bar is named the Snickers bar is because Frank Mars, the founder of Mars Chocolate and Mars Candy, they had a racehorse named Snickers. They named it after their racehorse. That is actually not something I would have expected you to say. I I totally learned a lot right now that, yeah, I wouldn't have even guessed that. So that's amazing. So Frank Mars, he did the Mars bar. Now, I don't know my companies are Mars bars and Snicker bars from the same company. Yes, they're from the Mars... Chocolate Company. 
They're from the, you know, this so stands to reason that they are both from <laughs> the Mars chocolate fa family. Uh -huh. Yes. What you just said. Okay. I'm putting five and two together now in my puppy and, brain. Okay. And, this is and good. And coming this up with eight. Awesome. And coming so, up with eight. I'm getting really close to understanding what's going on. <laughs> if you have a bag of M&Ms, it says it comes from the M&Ms Mars company. Ah, yes. 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 That's, I can actually visualize that because I love me some M&Ms. You wanted to talk about something about Ronnie Noodles. What's going on with that? As you know, I uh, go back and listen to, um, after the puppetos come out, I listen to them because I like listening to how it went, the editing, the guests, and all that good stuff. I'm actually a little bit behind. This is our, what, 42nd, 43rd? 43rd, yes. I'm on the Ronnie Noodles episode, which is 39. So I'm a little bit behind, but I'm catching up. Anyway, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I had some notes while I was listening to it today. My follow-ups entail a few notes from that episode. So in that episode, we talked about tarot cards and he told us history about tarot cards and very interesting started out as a game and everything. Through the course of that, I think you suggested that we should have Taben tarot pup cards. And so the shout out from you was to Kois. Okay, now you have to make 78 tarot cards for the Taben tarot pup card. And also in addition, a few things um, from that were now he also needs to do a not part of the tarot cards, but also a pineapple barking sketch or illustration with a bonus of Tabin hugging with me hugging the barking pineapple and also a hinder fruit barking. Yes. So he has 80 <laughs> illustrations to make. And so yes. my question was, has he started on those 80 illustrations yet? I have not received so much as a sketch. Okay, well, I think we'll just have to poke the raccoon a little bit in uh, the chat and say, okay, so you're falling down on this task that you received that you didn't even know about or even wanted. So <laughs> very possible that he didn't even listen to the episode. So he did not know that he has been tasked. The other thing was, and in the next episode, which I haven't listened to, but I remember we talked about when we recorded it was, so on this particular episode, uh, episode 39, we talked about uh, poker and cribbage and how me and my hubby go and play um, cribbage at our, our vacation spot and everything and how we brought what I said was poker deck. And I was talking the whole time about po the poker deck and how we were getting all these really good hands and stuff. And I was talking about pinnacle, not mm -hmm. cribbage decks. Mm -hmm. And it was really bad. And so I started listening to us talk about this. And I was so serious about the, it's a pinnacle deck, mm -hmm. the, the poker and blah. And, and the whole time I'm listening to this, cause now I, I realize I'm like, Oh, I can't believe, I, I can't believe we are going to, we should, <laughs> I can't believe we've had so much hate mail now saying Tabin, you got it so wrong. And I was just like any further out there that's listening. Now I have to say, I know the truth. We rectified it in the next episode and when i was listening to it i was totally cringing so i'm sorry i missed up the cribbage versus pinnacle versus poker <laughs> that's my uh, follow-up from previous notes hey so let's go into media shall we media. shall we so i started cobra kai I don't know why he did that like that, but there it is. We're six episodes into season one. I'm not a big fan. 
I have to say. Okay. And why is that? And we're I'm going to assume that everybody knows the story behind Cobra Kai and where it came from and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we talked about that on a few episodes. So we'll just yeah. assume every we'll fur assume has that. listened yeah. to a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So Danny has become a jerk. I don't like him. I don't like that character. And Johnny is still a loser who doesn't understand the importance of the whole thing about karate. Now, granted, I'm six episodes in. I just think that, and maybe they're world building. Maybe they're going to get into moral this and moral that. And But for right now, I dislike both main characters. And I find it hard to watch the show without sitting there grumbling at it. I totally agree at this point. I totally thought Danny was horrible. And Johnny was like, you haven't changed at all in everything you said. I was reeled in, even though I still had the same emotions that you're feeling. Definitely. It's like grumble, like, why? I understand totally. But I think somehow I was more latched into it. If it helps, I'll let you know there are really good unfoldations. If you stop watching it, I won't blame you. Well, here's the thing. My hubby is very much into it. I mean, he likes it. He thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. And so I'm watching it with him, but I'm grumbling a lot. And how does that make hubby feel? He's like, just give it a shot. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. I'm like, have you seen this already? How do you know to give it a chance? Disclaimer, in my humble puppy opinion, I think it does get better. Well, I'll watch it. And so stay tuned a couple couple of episodes of ours from now and and I will let everyone know whether or not I continue to have the same opinion Actually, that I have. I today. really like this. Let's do this thing. I so now see. Here's what's happened. You have locked yourself in. You have to continue watching, no matter if you like it or not. And we should do a small segment on every episode from here on out for a little while. What is Barely's take on Cobra Kai? Currently? <laughs> what is Barely's take on Cobra let's, Kai? Let's get it all in. I want to know how many episodes have you watched in the last week. I want to know what you think about it. Has your attitude changed? This is, I totally want oh, oh, more homework. Okay. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. All right. But all you have to do is watch a show that you really don't want to watch. How's that? <laughs> I have to watch it because the husband wants to watch it. So there right. we are. So let's see. It is, I'm going to call these odd weeks because it's an odd number episode. And on odd weeks, we do a classic comedy bit. We do. This is a Monty Python sketch called the Dead Paris sketch. And there will be some sound effects. Now, the sound effects, we were talking before we did the show about sound effects because there is some things that are visual and we're in an audio venue right now, if, if you will. We're in audio <laughs> I venue. Will. I so, will. And, mm-hmm. and so we started talking about making sound effects to make to represent different things. Now, the funny thing is sound effects come from the, the golden age of radio. There was a sound guy whose last name was Foley. Foley. That is why sound effects are called Foley effects, F-O-L-E-Y. Which I did not even know. You have different things that sound like different things. So they're kind of the synonyms of the audio world. So like, for example, if you want to have a representation of something hitting the, a, uh, a wall or slapping, you, you, know, you would do, you would clap and that sounds like a slap. Or you would go ahead and hit the table and that's something hitting the floor. So those are what Foley effects were. So we're going to have some Foley effects that for a couple of the lines in here, 
But for the most part, uh, it's just funny little words. So with that, I'm going to say... And I, I love that you, we just got an extra history with Barely in there right now. I love how that worked out. We, we did, yes. Okay. So the setup for this is it's a pet shop uh, and uh, Barely is coming in. He has a complaint and Tabin is the shopkeeper. Hello, I wish to register a complaint. Hello? Kitty? Kitty, hello? What do you mean, sir? Uh, I'm just a pup, not a kitty. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I have a cold. I wish to make a complaint. Uh, sorry, we're, we're about to close for lunch. Never mind that, my lad. I wish to complain about this parrot, what I purchased not half an hour ago from this very boutique. Ah, yes, yes. The Norwegian Blue. Uh, What's wrong with it? I'll tell you what's wrong with it, my lad. It's dead. That's what's wrong with it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's resting. Take a look. No, look, my lad, I know a dead parrot when I see one, and I'm looking at one right now. No, 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 sir. It, it, I, I assure you, it's not dead. It's just resting. Resting? Yeah, remarkable bird. The Norwegian blue. It, it has beautiful plumage. Am I right? The plumage don't enter into it. It's stone dead. No, 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 no. It's just resting. All right, then. If it's resting, I'll wake him up. Hello, Polly. Hello. I've got a nice cuttlefish for you when you wake up. Hello, Polly Parrot. There, it moved. No, he didn't. You were just pushing the cage. I, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. Hello, Polly Hello, Polly. Polly Parrot, wake up. Now that's what I call a dead parrot. No, 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 no. He's just stunned. Look, I've had enough about... I've had just about enough of this. That parrot is definitely deceased. Now, when I bought it not half an hour ago, you assured me that its lack of movement was due to it being tired and shagged out after a prolonged squawk. Well, I mean, it's probably just pining the fjords. Pining for the fjords? What kind of talk is that? Look... Why did it fall flat on its back the moment I got it home? Well, I mean, the Norwegian blue, he prefers keeping on his back a beautiful bird, lovely plumage. Look, I took the liberty of examining that parrot, and I discovered the only reason that it had been sitting on its perch in the first place was that it was nailed there. Well, of course it was nailed there. Otherwise, it would muscle up those bars and boom, leave the cage. <laughs> Look, matey, this parrot wouldn't boom if you put 40,000 volts through it. It's bleeding demised. It's not. It's pining. It's not pining. It's passed on. This parrot is no more. It has ceased to be. It's expired and gone to meet its maker. This is a late parrot. Its metabolical processes are a matter of interest only to historians. It's a stiff. Bereft of life, it rests in peace. If you hadn't nailed it to the perch, it would have been pushing up the daisies by now. It's rung down the curtain and joined the choir invisible. This is an ex-parrot. Ah, uh -huh. well, uh, I, I guess I better replace it then. <sighs> if you want to get anything done in this country, you've got to complain until you're blue in the face. Oh, um, uh, sorry. We're, we're right out of parrots. I see. I see. I get the picture. Uh, I mean, I've got a slug. Pray, does it talk? No, not really, no. Well, it's scarcely a replacement then, is it? <sighs> okay, listen, I'll tell you what. Come with me to a fur con and we'll find a replacement parrot for you. And uh, we'll find it right there. And it'll be, everything's okay then. Oh, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> That's the dead parrot sketch with a little bit of a twist at the end at for the end furries. For furries. <laughs> so you know what? 
You know what, what? time it is now? What time is it now? It is time to get to our guest. And do you know who our oh, guest yeah. is this week? We do have a guest. And our guest this week is Twitch the Wolf. So let me just give a little introduction to him in case any for doesn't know. Twitch the Wolf is the singer of Furry Punk Rock Massacre. About five years ago, I think, they or something, they um, haven't been doing anything for a while, but they had been doing some really awesome shows at uh, fur cons and everything. And they have some great FMVs and everything. So this pup anyway was really excited to talk to Twitch DeWolf this week. So um, let's get on and, and talk to him. Joining us today is Twitch DeWolf. Welcome to the show, Twitch. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, well thank you for... Welcome being here with us oh you just said that but okay i agree yes yes we're family here we're family (laughs) apparently (laughs) and i just met you it's amazing how this works right it's amazing how that works all right well Tabin, i know you have a bunch of questions for twitch so i'm gonna let you start asking some questions and we can have a conversation how's that sound (laughs) that sounds very professional like (laughs) okay well it's all you Okay. Hi, Mr. Twitch Wolfie. My name is Taven. I'm a pup. Bark, bark. And thank you for being on the show. I'm officially meeting you here is what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, I'm new to this, so. That's all right. It's okay. Yes. It's it's all. Everybody breathe. Yes. <sighs> all right. Now. I found my zen. It turns out that I'm a little bit of a unique pup. So when furs meet me for the first time, I think they get a little scared. So it's totally okay if you feel a little scared. Anyway, hi. So tell us, how did Twitch the Wolf come to be? That was more of like, yeah, this goes back. So I need to jog my memory a little bit on this. It was mostly me being into bands like mostly Guar and the Aquabats who like to do oh costume to performances, really theatric style. Mostly Guar's very yes. quote unquote theatric. Yeah, but I wanted a character like that. And therefore I'm like, well, what if I was this punk rock wolf thing? What and, if? Okay. Yeah. And of course that never materialized. <laughs> D- no, no, not at all. Not at all. I won't ask you about that later or anything. No. <laughs> but yeah, eventually I... I found the furry fandom, and I'm like, well, this character will fit perfect for this. There we go. Oh, cool. Okay, so you went from Guar to now I find furries, and so now I'm a wolf because I spurt blood out my fur. Is that <laughs> what's happening? Absolutely not, no. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> and for any fur that knows Guar, you'll know what I was just talking about that. But anyway, okay, <laughs> Barely, you don't I'm more know. Aquabats than Guar. I'll yeah, say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I yeah. I definitely. I don't want to ruin that. my fur. No, 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 no. Exactly. You don't. And so that that was how long ago? That sounds like that was a long time ago. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Oh wow. Yeah. So how did you actually find the furry? Fa- I assume you didn't just like go to a Guar concert and say, "Well, that was disgusting." I'm going to find some fluff because that sounds a little <laughs> bit better. No, it was a kind of a unique time for me because I was playing in bands, I was going to, going to shows and everything, and then everyone moved off to college, and all the bands broke up, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? Which meant a lot of internet, and <laughs> yep. I eventually landed on the VCL website. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. And this was back 2001, so yeah, and basically, like, this art's really neat, I don't know what it is, but I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that sounds like a very common train of thought right there. That's how we do it. Yep. So was Wolfie your fursona from the get-go, or how did that come about? Yep, it was my fursona from the get-go. Oh, nice, nice. You were just like, this is me. I'm doing it, and there you are. Yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Very <laughs> cool. And do you have any other fursonas? Uh, yes, I have Rush. He's a purple-themed husky. He's named after the band Rush. Oh, okay. I'm that creative. <laughs> That's very creative, I must say. Well, you know, because Rush could be, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so he's he's like fast and he's got some special aquabatic things going on and everything. But no, it's like, I like the band Rush. Yeah, Rush is very prog rock, I guess. He's more laid back, more articulate than the wild and crazy twitch. It's true. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I also have a puppy character named Milo. (gasps) I'm a puppy. I love that. I also have floppy ears as him, too. Oh. Yes. I have fluffy. This is so exciting. I wag. I am wagging right yeah. now, like hardcore. I, I, just, I just have to let you know. It's like, I just really wanted to be a bouncy cartoon kind of character that didn't talk. All I do is bark and whimper and pant when I'm in that fursuit. And do you bark more? Whimper more or pant more? Or is there kind of... Mostly bark, but different levels of barking to kind of, you know, pantomime and communicate with people. Yeah, I mean, definitely if you go into the woods, there is a lot more bark than whimpering or, or, yeah. Okay. Oh, that was a bad thing that I just did. But I do that. We, we know about me. Well, actually, no, you don't know about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, Wolfie, you don't know about me quite yet, but there it is. Mm-hmm. So you've been in the fandom a long time and you've got lots of fluff. So I imagine you've gone to some fur cons once or twice. And in fact, I know the answer to that. But please tell us about your fur con history and what do you, you normally go to and all that good stuff. Oh, it's kind of a blur at this point. I lost count forever ago, and I'm just like, okay, that con, let's go. But yeah. my very first convention was Anthrocon 2002. And wow, long wow. time. I had no idea yeah. what I was doing there, other than there's a lot of cartoon animals, so I'm going to be really happy. I'm really excited, but I'm also really nervous. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> but I basically kind of mm-hmm. treated it like I did music festivals. I'm going to go buy the t-shirt for the event and walk around and see what's up. And this was a different world that I really, really liked, because the right. freedom mm-hmm. of expression, people being creative and just being themselves, it kind of reminded me of the punk scene I was a part of before that kind of fell apart in this area. I'm like, I like this. And I also like that mm-hmm. it was just more expressive and less macho or whatever than the punk scene was. <laughs> less <laughs> macho, really? <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, yeah, right, I mean, it right, kind of right. kept you from being yourself. And that's the one gripe that I had, at least with the punk scene here. You know, West Coast was a different story. That was a lot more open. Right. East Coast mm-hmm. punk was, uh, yeah, they're they're kind of, it's like Up, Ivy, are they East Coast? Oh, uh, no, they're West they Coast. Uh, they're from they Oakland. They are West Coast. Okay. They're Oakland. That's right. That's right. Who am I thinking of? Who's the East Coast? Uh, Dropkick Murphy, Sick of It All, Agnostic Front. Sick of It All is probably what I'm thinking of. How about Rancid? Where were they um, from? They're also from Oakland. Things, but... um, actually, the lead singer wow. of Rancid was originally in Operation Ivy. He was. That's right. Yes. Hence... There's a connection, a bond there of the same person. It's amazing how those things work when it's the same person doing different things at the same time. Okay, anyway, hi. Um, <laughs> hi. So this, you're going to have to turn in your card if you can't figure these bands out anymore, Tabin. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I am four and a half years <laughs> old, and this That's old true. puppy brain is uh, forgetting things and stuff. So you've been to like a ton of cons, and... 
Have you been a guest of honor at a con before? I was the first suitor of honor at Indie Fur Con. I don't remember the exact year because, nice. like I said, a lot of it is a blur to me now. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's been a lot. So uh, that's awesome. Guest of honor is really awesome. And it is an honor. Whatever year it was, I haven't been to Indie Fur Con, but I hear it's a great one. So kudos and congrats on that. So how many, I mean, it's a blur. Yes. I know the answer to this now. It's a blur. <laughs> but like, how many cons do you think you've been to like per year, like on I just want to pull up a calculator. Yeah. I mean, I went to a, t I mean, I ended up moving to Ohio. I lived out there for about 17 years, which was like the center of, you know, MFF, Motor City. Um, you know, yep. Anthrocon was two hours away. You know, FWA was like eight to 10 hours away. So, you know, no airfare, got Doable. in my car and drove. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So. yep. That's what Berlin I do when we go to FC and BLFC, like drive that it's about what I think 10 to BLFC and nine to FC or something. Yep. So yeah. I'm no, kind of jealous because I love BLFC. I've been there twice. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that con is fantastic. Yeah. yeah that that happens to be this pup's favorite con right there. Hate to play favorites, but you know, I got it. if you're going to pick one, but yeah, BLFC is uh, pretty amazing. And there's rumor that it's actually going to happen in 2021. Ooh. Well, we'll see though. Yes. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you were at TFF this last year, weren't you? Yes. You're like, um, what is this stalking pup doing? Like, should I be scared <laughs> for my life right now? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely. We've got like an internet and like many, a whole nation between us. So, you know, I'm not going to, it'll be fine. But I forget how I found this out just like yesterday. I, I think you said it on one of your videos or something. I forgot, but I found out somehow you were at TFF 2020. And I'm like, I was at TFF 2020 and I didn't know you were there. I would have hugged you so many times, but... I didn't know, so, oh well. I would have hugged you back. Well, that's good to know. So now, this is good to know for next time. So, getting on to kind of the big scope. Uh -oh. Whatever a big scope is. Yeah, be scared now. See, you're stuck now. <laughs> and you've actually already kind of hit on this, the music. So, I know you're like huge into music, and you've already mentioned like some old school bands and everything. So, I think we've already got a glimpse into this, but let's talk music. So, for example, your like first original music artists and influences um, from way back when. Tell us about that. Whenever anyone asks me, it's always the Beatles and Black Sabbath, both when I was about six years old. Really? Hmm. Wow. And a nice. lot of 50s nice. and 60s, kind of the pop rock, kind of the Beach Boy sounding uh, four tops and those kinds of things is what really got me started. That is honestly... 180 degrees from what I expected yes. you to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My right? music yeah. taste is deep. <laughs> Very deep. I guess. Especially when you start out <laughs> saying your first music influences were simultaneously the Beatles and Black Sabbath. Yeah, my uncle made me a mixtape and it had the Beatles on it and it had more of the Beatles than just, you know, I want to hold your hand and blah, blah, blah. But it had like yeah. Yellow Submarine on it, you know, the Sgt. Peppers, the Revolver and... I just fell in love with it. Then at the end of the tape, it had Black Sabbath. And I'm like, what is this? I need more of this. But the Beatles changed and I love it. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of ironic, though, because Black Sabbath was also inspired by the Beatles. So it just kind of worked ah, out. I don't hmm. I don't think I knew that. I mean, I guess it makes sense because, you know, back in those days, he kind of had a limited amount of influence, I guess, as it were. So, OK, cool. So it was Beatles Sabbath or Black Beatles? Beatles Sabbath. It was. Beatles or, Sabbath. or Beatles Sabbath. <laughs> or if you want to get really crazy, you could Sabbath Beatles Black White Album. 
Wow. That's that's a long I'll one. I'll say the band that got me into punk was the Ramones. Oh, okay. No, Hands yep, down, yep, the yep. Ramones. They were 80s, early 80s? Uh, 80s? Late 70s. Late 70s. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. They were kind of towards the beginning of the kind of 80s punk scene, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were the first band to have a punk album released on a major label. Oh, hmm. wow. Okay. Yeah, the go. very first Ramones self-titled album. Huh. That stands to reason. I don't think I knew that. See, so many things we are learning. So. All you listeners out there just feel entranced and amazed by all the knowledge you're taking in right now. And there's more. It's not sold in any store. This is when people usually walk away from me. Like, they got Twitch talking about music. Oh, God. Avoid. Get away from him. He won't stop. Well, you know, this works out really well because usually when I start talking first, like Runaway 2, it's like, no, Taven, don't start Taven talking about literally anything. And here I am. Anything. Anything at all. So this is just a great... (laughs) We have no more listeners. We're done. This podcast is doomed between (laughs) us. We are. Oh, well, that's why I'm here to keep you going on the other subjects. So, but but I also have to ask then, so those are your few... First influences, what about your favorite and most inspirational? So like, you know, not just in the beginning, but over time, what has been the most inspirational for you? Oh, that's some depth. <laughs> it's still, it's got to be the Beatles and Black Sabbath, even to this okay. day, because cool. you just, you can't replace them. The Beatles created a sound using the old 50s and 60s from the United States to make something unique to them that's been borrowed ever since then. Black Sabbath was the first heavy metal band, and everyone has borrowed from them since then. Yep, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Those are your total roots. You can't really go away from that, definitely. Yeah, that is the root right there. Yeah. So I didn't realize that Black Sabbath was the first metal yes. band? Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Way back when. I mean, yeah. they don't sound, you know, it's an early sound and everything, but yeah. So hmm. go, not Alice, but why am I blanking on this? <laughs> I don't know. Ozzy. I mean, not Alice, but Ozzy. Go, Ozzy. Go, Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne and Alice, his twin sister. Yeah. His twin sister, Alice Cooper. <laughs> yes. Oh, Alice Cooper is a very respected person to me. Oh. He also does the theatrics, and he's amazing at it. He's very old now. Oh, he's still got it. I saw him two years ago. No. Still great. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. Still great. I did, uh, for a dance comp, I did Alice Cooper's Poison. Ooh. Actually, it was into him. Anyway, long story short. And yeah, the original Poison. So that was fun to come up with a, like a dance routine for that. It was kind of odd, but I did it anyway. And the rest is history. I, I hope that's on YouTube. I really want to see it. It is actually on YouTube. Yes. Um, <laughs> It is actually. I'll send you link. Actually, so I guess now that you say that, there's actually two kind of. So my first dance comp ever was the whole song of Poison, and then the second year I did a mix where I started out with Poison, and people were like, "Oh no, Taven, don't do the same thing." But then I just quickly went into the next song. So anyway, we can send you links of both those. You can cringe if you really need to cringe. Watch those. <laughs> if you need something to cringe, watch those. You have this. my laptop yes. open, so... <laughs> okay. Uh, although okay. I did place in the second one. I think I got third, almost tied for second place in the second one. Anyway. Anyway. So Better than I've says, ever done in a dance comp. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that says something about that crowd, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So genres, les genres, you've kind of already touched on them, but what are all the genres you are into like now and have listened to, say, over the past like three, four years? Oh, good Lord. I mean, I have have like a four terabyte external drive that has three terabytes full, so... 
And they're probably start? not all the same type, okay? <laughs> and behind behind me right now, I have a wall of records, which I'll get into that later. But oh, nice, yes, nice. Um, it's pretty much everything. Classic rock, Beatles, Black Sabbath, you know, Cheap Trick, you know, just on and on and on. Judas Priest, I cannot go without mentioning them. No. It gets into punk, and it's like Ramones, Black Flag, uh, The Adolescents, going down through that list. And wow. yeah, it goes on and on, but I actually recognize some of those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the gray muzzle in me talking, but <laughs> yeah, well, you can see on the camera, I'm a little bit of a gray muzzle. Yes, myself, I'm so. getting there. <laughs> I feel you. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. when I got more into dancing and all that, it started to go into the EDM level of you know, like excisions. Man, I'm messing up names. Uh, Skrillex and all them. Ex- oh, and, yeah. you know. So now you're truly furry, right? Ha 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 ha. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I also love rap and R and B and all that too. So then it kind of takes a step back there. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I also grew up on that in the '80s, like Run DMC, Public Enemy, Cypress oh, Hill. Cool. Okay, nice. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Then I, I fell I in love with Wu Tang, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're a, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh. favorite ska bands? Um, I gotta say Operation Ivy. Yeah. I would say Operation Ivy is my number one. Uh, Big D uh. and the Kids Table from Boston is my number two. <clears throat> I'd say my number three is the Aquabats. I have not heard of that number two. Which is interesting because I used to like know a lot about the history of ska, like and the classifications and first and second and third wave ska and puck ska, ska core and all that good stuff. Rudy Skinkin, yes. uh, blah. But I hadn't heard of that second one, so that, that's that's interesting. So, what shows have like? What are the big shows you've seen? I, I want to know. Maybe we've been to some shows. That, well, probably not because I'm only four and a half years old. But maybe I have heard of some shows that you've been to. Oh, good lord! I mean, the very, very first one I was at was Lollapalooza '96. I had to sneak in oh, wow. because I was 15. You had to be 16 to get in, but it was the Ramones retirement tour, so I was going to find a way in. So I, yeah. I picked the most college-looking security guard who wasn't checking ID, then he asked me what band I was, and everyone's like, Metallica, Metallica. <laughs> and then I stepped up, and he's like, who are you excited for? And I said, the Ramones. And he said, here you go, go right in. Didn't even check nice. my ID. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. That was uh, no, Screaming totally awesome. Trees, Psychotica, uh, Soundgarden, the Ramones, and Metallica. Ooh, nice. And the melvins that's played on the awesome. second stage and i fell in love with the melvins nice that that is no hmm. that like that's a great lineup that that you did there huh. and the, you you must have great memories of that a ton i bet my favorite music festival that i've been to you know before everything shut down was riot fest in chicago hmm. i don't think i've heard of that one it was very very underground for a while and it was fantastic. was it a riot it was Thank, <laughs> okay. thankfully no <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, it was mostly the kind of stuff I talked about, like the old school punk mixed in with the newer stuff, like a few indie bands here and there, and a few just very respected bands. Like The Cure was one of the headliners. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, my. I forgot the other bands I got, and I was freaking out. New Order. Nine, oh, Nine Inch Nails, that's so exciting. Yeah. It was a giant What mix. year was that? Oh, God. I think it was 2015 or 16. Really? That recent? Wow. That cool. was one of my favorite lineups because it went Ministry, New Order, Nine Inch Nails. And Trent, oh, Trent Reznor so was headlining this saying, I just, I'm, two of my heroes just open for me. I don't belong closing the show. That is so awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Barely, you look like you had something to say and exclaim. Nope, 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 nope. I was just Twitch. You've got a lot of history for uh, going back to bands that have been around for a very long time. But I did some math. You're not as old as some of the bands, though. No, I'm not. (laughs) 
So you're not as gray muzzle as you think you are. <laughs> no, I think my music tastes are. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Ish. music taste might be gray muzzle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Your so actual age okay. and your music taste average out to on the verge of gray muzz, I guess. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Basically. There we are. <laughs> so we have to, of course, now I have to ask about Furry Punk Rock Massacre. Woo! Every first say woo! woo. Yeah. And, and I... <laughs> Furry punk rock massacre. Yes. Yeah, so, what is that? Oh, barely. Don't. Oh, Twitch. Just ignore him. Just, just ignore him. You, you can just pay attention. I'm asking to me. for our listeners. What is furry punk rock massacre? Um, it was a fursuit cover band that I was asked to be the lead singer of. Oh, and how did that go? Chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go to the beginning. These are things I want to know very much for reasons. So how did it like all start? How long ago? Who were all, who were or are all the band members? Are you still active? All that stuff. Tell us about it. Okay, um, I'm gonna try my best. But I mean, if you know a lot of punk rock history, it's just chaotic. These things come together, they break apart. It's just whatever. But I had uh, Jay Tiger Claw lead guitarist. The bass player goes by several names. None of them I could remember, but he knows who he is. Speak up. And uh, Teddy does uh, did the drums. Nice, nice. And so how long ago did you start and how did it start? You you said you were asked to be the lead singer, so I assume you didn't start. Yeah, Jay Tiger Claw asked if I would be the lead singer, and I have never really sung for a band before and was really doubting my singing abilities, but I said, you know, what? I'm going to give it my best. Let's do it. Which ended up being me trying to train my voice for punk which was listening to the band off and screaming along oh. with those songs on every drive to work and back because my drive to work one way was about 25 minutes. I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Oh, nice. And practiced okay. for about six months and then finally got like my vocals in order and we nailed it. And I was happy as hell. So they started quite a while ago, it sounds like. I forget the exact year. <laughs> Like I said, it's all pretty much a blur. It's it's all blur. Like everything it is, was, is a fluffy blur by I, now. I want to guess around 2011 or 2012. Okay. Because our okay. first show was at Fur Fright. Fur Fright. Okay. I was going to ask where yeah. you debuted. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fur Fright. Mm -hmm. And at one of, was it Fur Fright? I think you won like the talent show or something. Yeah. With that performance. With the off performance. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Nice. That's exciting. So is, has it always been the same band members? I know that Tiger has always been there, but it seems like a few band members might have changed over the years, but maybe they just have different pursuits. Only one. We had Camo on bass. Uh, he quit. Then we got our other bass player who goes by several names and I can never remember which oh, one. Oh, I see. And that's why I never... <laughs> I see. I see. So that's exciting. And are you still active? Like if, there, if uh, at the next con, say, will you play a show or something? I mean, if we got into the conversation, I would, but we've been pretty much inactive for the past five years or so. Oh, wow, but really? Oh, it okay. Just, wow. Uh, you know, the bass player, he's in a band that's starting to get successful. The drummer is touring as a session drummer and being a lot more successful than we ever could be. Wow. So mm -hmm. I'm like digging up some dirt, yo, down with it. <laughs> or, I mean, or something. <laughs> I mean, it's the way punk rock goes. You never really break up. You just kind of stop playing. And then maybe one day you go, hey, we should do that again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just life. Keeping the just life happens, alive. You know? It does. Are you guys all local to each other, or are you across the country? Oh, we are not. We're all on the East Coast now, though. But, you know, I'm up in okay. Vermont, 
and Teddy was in the DC-ish area. Then um, Jay Tigerclaw's been all over, and the bass players in Florida. It would make it kind of hard to just kind of get together on a Saturday. Yeah, and practice um, we we had to rent practice <laughs> space a couple of times, which was fun. Mm, wow! So yeah. you were able to actually get together like before cons to practice? Um, yeah, we'd find practice space, rent it out for a night, and then we'd practice in like a studio. Wow. Okay. Okay. And I use that term roughly because it was basically a pretty uh, dilapidated building with a vending machine that sold PBR for a dollar. Maybe some (laughs) sound deafening foam here and there. But I looked at that, I looked at that and said, this is perfect. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. For a furry punk rock scene, that's like perfect. I mean, come on. (laughs) That was my favorite practice space. That was in Indianapolis before we did our set at Indie FurCon. Cool. Did you ever have to like not be able to get together before you did a show at a con? Yeah, that was just about every other con. <laughs> oh, that, okay, yeah. okay, so, okay. Well, and so I, I wonder. I've never really collaborated with anyone. I've played a show once with Bucktown Tiger a few years ago, and we like he had never collaborated either, and we're like states apart, so we never like played together, and we didn't know how it would go, and so like we both arrived at the con the night before the show start, the con started, and so we just like played to get, we practiced for like an hour and a half or two hours, and I don't know how he was feeling, but I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go, but okay, and so we played two little mini shows, and we survived. So I don't know anything about how that works. And so that's why I'm asking, like, how do you do that if you can't practice together? Is that what you typically would do? Is like the night before the con, you get together and just play as much as you can. And then you play your show. Uh, We pretty much before the shows or whatever, we'd be backstage and be like, okay, you know your part. You know your part. Okay, let's run through it like once, you know, without amps or anything. (laughs) That's a very punk way to do it, actually. Yeah, so it's, that it's on sense. the spot. That's, we yeah. we got to use what we got to use, and there it is. That that was our tools mm-hmm. for the, to get the job done. But it worked. Nice. And that's how you take on me, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. It, it, it more took me on, and <laughs> and then I was gone. And then you were gone. <laughs> take on me. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. So you've done several covers. Is that like the one you do the most? Was that your favorite or your band's favorite one to do? Uh, we basically—I don't think we ever covered the same song twice. If we did, it was at Indie Furcon, but they actually gave us a full set to do there, and that was oh, wild. Okay. That was my favorite show. I mean, here's me on the microphone. I'm not holding a guitar. I'm not holding anything. I can take the mic, or the first thing I do is take the mic off the stand. I'm not going to stand in front of a microphone stand. I'm jumping in and out of the crowd because th- there was an actual mosh pit. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I'm jumping in and out of the pit while they're on guitar solos. Like, oh my god, I, I'll never forget it. But there is video of me jumping in the pit during Take On Me at FWA. I have seen that, yes. Yes. <laughs> so and that that was a mix of dancer furs. I think it was mostly dancer furs that were in that mosh pit. I was like, you guys are fantastic. I love you. <laughs> nice. Good times. Good times. So you, like, as far as instruments goes, you have an instrument because you're a singer. And may, might I say you have a great punk singing voice, wolfy voice. And do you play any other instruments? Yeah, I play guitar as I look over my shoulder here. Yeah, I have my electric guitar, Les Paul. I have a ep- an Epiphone acoustic, and I also play bass. Oh, wow. Nice. Multi-talented Wolfie. Do you ever, like, do the one wolf band thing and bass and guitar and sing and tambourine all at the same time? I'm kind of experimenting with it still, and that's been okay. years because I'm perpetually just, like, frozen. I'm like, okay, this sounds great, then I don't like it. This sounds great. 
then I don't like it. So now, it's, <laughs> it's much easier to have someone to bounce your ideas off of. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm definitely. definitely working on stuff. Don't I don't have a release date. Don't look forward to it. I don't know if it's going to materialize. Do you have a label? I do not. It would probably oh, okay. be like Kaiju yeah. Records or something. Kaiju Records? Kaiju. What's a Kaiju? A monster. Kaiju. Oh, yes. Kaiju. Okay, I see. <laughs> Stomping the beats. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the only way you can get your nutritious juice is to stomp the beets. Absolutely. Or you could get wine by stomping the grapes. And you know oh. and you know if you care it all, you can mix it all together and have a V8. <laughs> Truth. Any, I, I, oh. I, I don't know. Anyway, moving along <laughs> Hi. now. Yes. So Hi. to round yes, out the music, what does music mean to you? How has it shaped your life? I honestly don't know where I'd be without it. It's That was my yep. life. My total life was just music, music, music. That's what kept me on through every hard and tough moment I've had in life. So it is extremely important to me. And it still remains mm. like, I got into furry and music was my life. And now music and furry fight each other. And then it just combined into my twitch character i think it i think that's the way the right way for that to end up (laughs) yes sure absolutely if you can take everything you love and roll it into one why not roll it into a fur roll up actually don't eat that though because then you get all like fluff in your mouth yeah exactly you get hair in your mouth it's it's terrible yeah yeah So moving right along, something about you do artwork or something. I used to. Okay. I am like digging up all the... Where does this cup come from? He's digging up all these things from years and years ago. I'm okay with that. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. If I was left to ask all the questions or talk about myself, I'd be lost right now. I would be staring very nervously and scared. Like, I don't know what to say. You would be a lost wolfie. Yes. (laughs) You would have been done 20 minutes ago. So what what art did you like did you do artistry for a long time or did you do commissions or did you dabble or what type of art did you do or what was that like Um I did get a few commissions in but I tried to go cartoony really cartoony cool. that I love cartoon stuff but oh I did it for years I didn't quite get to where I was going and I'm like well I'm going to keep doing it as long as it's fun and it just kind of eventually got more frustrating than fun and I'm like you know what this probably just isn't for me and I know that's the worst thing to do is to quit artwork. But Well, no, I mean, I th- I think that, you know, if you, you do it and you like it for a while and then you realize, no, nah, not really. And like you move on and you find out things that you're not as into. So then you, that makes room for moving on to bigger and better things, quote unquote. It was kind of how the the whole music thing started within Furry. I'm like, well, I wonder if punk rock would work in Furry. Ah. And it did to a point. To a point, and ah. then you find out a lot of conventions and everything are kind of a little um, worried about booking a punk band. <laughs> like, oh. I have to ask, I this this goes back. I meant to ask this before. I was looking because at a time in this pup's life, I saw a Take On Me cover at a con, and I think it was Furry Punk Raw Massacre. Did you do that? It was, yeah. It was, it was okay. It was under a and different I name, and I don't want to say it ahead. because I have to curse to say it, and I was kind of like, do we really have to use this name? Oh. <laughs> that's why I couldn't find okay because I was trying to find it again uh, just the other day because I hadn't seen it for a while but I remember it might actually that be FMV gone now and, because of copyrights um, but I couldn't find it yes mm. oh, oh yeah. snap copyrights exactly. are a yach. Uh, <laughs> They are a radish mixed with wine and carrots and apples and yes. hinder fruit yes they but are definitely it, a female dog like, 
It was really fun doing that video, but you can kind of tell by the end I'm dragging my feet because I'm like, oh, this is actually really exhausting. Is is that why like every single fur like just fell down into this big, huge fur pile because they're just like done at the end? That was planned, but I was more than happy to do that at the end. I'm like, oh, God, I I get to stop acting crazy. (laughs) You can see us perform it live if you look up Free Punk Rock Massacre FWA Take On Me. Awesome. Yes, you can. I can attest to that. I've seen it many. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> so, so artwork's a thing of the past. How about other hobbies or things you do in your free time, if you have any? If anyone knows me, it's like, well, I'm too busy working. Like, Twitch, you want to do this? I'm working. Well, everything is working. But other than that, record collecting is probably my number one. I'm just nice, a huge nice. record so, collecting dork. Nice. So, like, vinyls and LPs? Mm. How many records? Yeah, how many have you got? Let's see how far the floor is sinking now. Um, <laughs> I want to guesstimate around 2,000. Oh. <laughs> wow. And are they all like wow. LPs and vinyls yes. and stuff? Or do you also have like a separate CD collection? I do, but it's kind of taken a back seat since it's much easier to carry the CDs around in digital. That's a good point. But I did mm-hmm. keep a lot of them. Until the digitization happened okay. with the fluff. Yeah, but then I just can't really part with some of them. No, 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 I, I understand. Just like a mm-hmm. hinder fruit. Oh, what a hindrance. It is a just hindrance. Like a hinder See, you get me. Yes. You get me. I'm a, I'm a dad joke Which, connoisseur, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, well, then uh, you should love our podcast. <laughs> I've listened. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay. And you're All and, right. and you yeah, still yeah, agreed yeah, to come on so. anyway. Uh-huh. So that does come on anyway, because anyway. Come on, Eileen. What was I just saying there? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yes. Come on, Eileen. So record collecting. So do you just like, if you go like to a garage sale and you see records, you just snap them up. You don't care what they are. Um, No, like I'm very particular in what bands I like. And by oh. that, I mean one of the many thousands of bands I like or something with historical significance behind it or something or something okay. I've always been told right. to listen to, but I never did. And I'm like, well, today's the day and I'll grab it. Ah, all right. Uh, the reason I ask is because I have a uh, an acquaintance from many years ago when I was in the army and he left the army and he went on a quest to preserve LPs and vinyl. And he went all around the country and literally would buy trailerfuls of records and he brought them back and had storage facilities where he had all these records and would make sure that they were all sealed and ready to go and cataloged and all that stuff. And so it was kind of a massive thing. And then he moved to Missouri. It took four semis to move his record collection. Yeah, I'm not that big. <laughs> but he's on. he was on wow. a mission just to preserve all that stuff because he said no one really is preserving that stuff. No, it's true. It's true. They're, they're not. Um, so, I mean, good for him. That's yeah. like a, quite an undertaking. Yeah. So when you said you collected records and you had that many, I was like, oh, wow, cool. I wonder if he's, you know, doing that. But you're just, you collect what you like. And that's okay. I mean, you know, I do that too. I collect what I like, which I is. I mean, dust. someone's got to like it, right? I mean, if some, if no one liked the <laughs> dust, that we would have none. And then we would be dustless. And where right. would we be then? We'd be without dust. Right. We'd be clean. You see how the logic works? <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm so- Social media. Tell us about your social media. Or do you have any social media? I or do. do you care? I do. <laughs> I, I do care enough to have one. I don't care enough to actually make it readable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm pretty loud. I'm pretty loud on there, to be honest. So, yeah. And it's something I need to stop doing. But Which social media are you loud on? Uh, well, 
all of them, but I'm oh. on Twitter because <laughs> I just can't keep track of most things, and it seems like everyone's on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. at TwitchTheWoof, D-A-W-O-O-F. That's woof, as in bark, bark, woof, woof. Yeah, it's interesting because when I got into the fandom, I was Twitch Wolf, and then there was four other Twitch Wolves. Oh, so ah. I'm like, okay, Twitch the Wolf. How about that? How about mm-hmm. that? And, there and you then go. four or five years later, here's a bunch of the Fox and the Wolf. I'm like, well, okay, so I get, my last name that. survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you're so is for any for that uh like just Googles and searches for Twitch, definitely do the Twitter thing because like if you go to his Wikifer, I mean it's there, but like all the links are so dead, the external links. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like almost every single one. <laughs> I've mm. kind of had an argument with Wikifer because I kinda wanted it pulled down, but they won't do it. They won't do it. Really? You should be able I, to just zero it out. They won't let me. Really? I don't know what the what the issue is there, but hmm. very strange. Hmm. Now, other other than Twitter, does Twitch count? Twitch counts, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm on there streaming probably maybe like three three or four nights a week, whenever okay. I can. Cool. Yeah. So streaming. So where can and you say you uh, do that two or three times a week? And what is your streaming hand? How how can we find you? Uh, same name, Twitch the Wolf, D A W O O F at okay. Twitch. Dot com. Yes, and I'm on there as Twitch on Twitch. Twitch on Twitch. There you go. Absolutely. I can, even I can remember that. <laughs> nice. Do you have anything that you would like our listeners? I can say listeners now because we have more than one, I think. I mean, as we were saying after this, uh, we'll see. But <laughs> do you have anything you would like our listeners to know about you or things like that? I think I pretty much covered it <laughs> throughout the stream. Okay. Because cool. other than that, I just work a lot. You just so, work a lot. Do you like your work to do a lot? I, I enjoy it. You know. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do something 24-7, it's a good thing if you like it. Right. I mean, it, it's a moneymaker. It's nothing that you really could make a career out of. It's a lot of driving. So, But the mm. flip side of that is I get to listen to a lot of music. I get to listen to a lot of podcasts, yep. like Barely Normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cheap pop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. yes. There we go. Cheap podcast you're listening to, the Barely so well, Forecasting yeah. featuring Tabin, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> So, well, okay, then I always ask this at the end of our interviews. Are there any wise words of wisdom that you would give to furries out there in the Potiverse? Hmm. <laughs> Not sure about wise, but okay. I can give some words, I okay. guess. <laughs> Actually, you just gave multiple letters because you gave wise. Oh, truth. Oh, I mean, okay. oh, why? Oh, why? Us. Why, Tabin? Why? Why, don't oh, why? <laughs> don't make me hit you in the snout with a newspaper, Tabin. I know. Where's that hinder fruit when you need it? That's right. I know. I guess I'll fall back to the whole punk thing. Be you, be yourself, and have fun. There you go. It's like, it's like one of my goals in life, and I mention this a lot when I'm on my stream, is I want to grow old. I don't want to grow bitter. I want to have fun as, you know, as many minutes that I have left in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, keep an open mind. Yes, yeah, open mind and open hearts, and open yes. your wallets too. Why not? Because you know. <laughs> yeah, I got rent to pay. Yeah, so. <laughs> why not? And and if you open it and there's nothing in there, well, then you have nothing to worry about because you can't give your money to anyone. So you're safe. That's right. That's then you right. can give hugs. 
Hugs. Yay. Hugs, this hugs. pup likes hugs. I'm a huggy pup. Well, Twitch, thank you for coming on our show. It's been a pleasure to have you. I learned some things about uh, your music and the different music genres that I did not know. But then again, I'm just an old gray muzz that, you know, doesn't listen to music much. <laughs> so. I don't think I'll ever stop, to be honest. <laughs> Barely, what music do you listen to, if you listen to any? Oh, I like 70s and 80s rock, pretty much. Nice. No, yeah. I have a few records you'd probably love. Probably. Probably. Yes. Out yeah. of 2000? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right. Nice. Well, uh, with that, we're going to let you go. I know that it's late where you are, and you're probably down in the uh, teens for the temperature. So thank you for coming on the show, and we will chat with you another time. All right. Thanks for having me. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Oh, well, I'm glad you liked it. We had fun, too. We'll talk to you next time. Sometime. Bark, bark. Oh, heck. Sure. Whenever. <laughs> Okay, well, okay. Twitch, interesting character. The way he was talking, I thought he was my age, but he clearly is not my age. No, um, he's just, no. as he said, he's got the music repertoire and history that really, he's got a lot of years on him because of that. He's an old soul, I think. We didn't get into it, but it, it's kind of it's kind of special for me to talk to him. So anyway, nice. there's that. And no, nice. it was good to talk to him. I'm glad I did. He's a fun, fun fur. And I, it was interesting that I was at TFF with him this last year and I had no idea. I mean, I guess, how would you know in like a big con like that? But still. Tabin, you're probably at TFF with a lot of furs that you did not know you were at TFF with. <laughs> that is actually a 110% <laughs> Correct statement, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess yep. I shouldn't no, be surprised. You, no, 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 because that's one of the bigger ones. Kind of like saying, I went to BLFC at, at this time, and they went, oh, I was there. Did you see me? No. No, I actually, <laughs> I, I didn't. Sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty no, sure. No, that's funny. I said MFF, yeah. like, on Saturday. Did, did you see me? No. Right. There's no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you were on stage and they saw you. And you didn't see them, you know, out That's in the, the audience. Only way I was that in the audience. Out. Did you see me? No. no, I didn't see you in the audience. Yeah, no, I was roaming around in an 11,000 verse city for a weekend. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. just surprised I didn't even run into you. What's that about? <laughs> that all about, right? Well, okay. I think we should get to our next segment. What do you say? I say the segment shall be on our time right now. <laughs> all right, it's time now for Furries in the News. News. Those same 12 dogs that were caught yes last week are, are still yelling out back now. They're really unhappy with me right I'm now. Really unhappy right now. Yeah. There's actually some things in furries in the news this week. I'm very excited. That's exciting. I wag. I, I wag. Right. The very first thing that came out on February 11th, a new music video called mm. Heave a Paw. It's by Pepper Coyote, and he just dropped it on the 11th of February. It's a collab song. And several well-known furries sing solos on it, including past guest uh, Cassidy the Civet and oh, cool. a future guest of ours, Om Nom 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 Nom. Nah, yeah, Om Nom's coming well, up soon, so that's exciting. Yeah. 
So they both have solos on that song. It's available on Bandcamp and on the Twitter, if you will. Um, if you will. If you will. So that's the that's the big news. The second big that's news. That's really cool. I, I really am excited. I'll have to check that out. I had not heard about that. Cassie's done great stuff. If any fur has heard her in the past, great stuff. I'm listening to the episode that we had her on. She talks about great stuff. Omnom, you know, I, I've hung out with Omnom. Really, really great for great flying squirrel. Uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to talking to him on a future pup episode. So, um, yeah, check yeah. that out. Should be good. It's a, I'm excited. It's, a sh- it's a sea shanty type song. Sea shanty type song? Sea shanty. A sea shanty type song, yes. I think I need help now. Okay. A sea shanty is like songs that sailors sing, like, yo, ho, blow the man down. I man on a dead man's chest. You know, but the funny thing that I heard about that. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, got so it. So when I was a kid, 15 men on a dead man's chest, I thought there was 15 men sitting on a dead guy. <laughs> that's what I, that's like the, like the picture I just had when you said that. Right. No, but, the, the, but that's a song. But it means that they're sitting on his chest of... Gold or something. Okay, yes. Okay. That's, yes. That, and that makes a lot more sense. Like, okay, there's a dead guy. Let's just go sit on his chest. It's <laughs> like, he doesn't care. He's right. dead. I mean, He's come dead. on. Okay. So, and there's a new YouTube series from Australia. Hmm, nice. Called Life Done Differently. Now, they focus on people doing different things in life. And one of the things they talked about was furries. Oh, cool. So the host went to a fursuit maker and uh, he went to a fursuit maker and they put him in a fursuit and had him walk around the city down there in in Australia. It's really good. It's called, like I said, YouTube series called Life Done Differently. So check it out on on YouTube. And I'm not sure when the episode of Furries Uncovered comes out because I think they're, you know, locking a whole bunch in before they release anything. But. Okay, so there's there's a whole bunch and just this one episode that we'll look for is the furries. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm excited. This sounds really cool. And then I found a site today called Fursuit Review. Fursuit Review. Yeah, it's like the new zoo review, but it's Fursuit Review. And There's a new zoo review? Oh, that's an old children's show. Wow. <laughs> what, what was the show about? I'm excited now. Um, I don't remember, but I'm going to have to drop this the theme song in now, clearly. La, la, la. The new zoo review. Yep. Well, since we're on that, do you remember the banana splits? One banana, two banana, three banana, four. Four bananas make a bunch of so do many more. Did you ever watch the banana splits? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of furry centric, but that was the 60s. Somebody, you know, back in those days, the late 60s, early 70s, there was a lot of children's television shows by Sid and Marty Croft, like Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Now Sigmund the Sea Monster and Johnny and Scott are friends. The finest friends that ever could be on the land or on the sea. H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. Who's your friend when things get rough? H.R. Puffin stuff. Can't do a little because it can't do enough. All those tight shows. 
I swear they must have been so stoned when they came up with these things. So this fursuit review is where mm-hmm. you can see uh, people post pictures of their fursuits, their fursuit partials, their different things, and you can review them, look at them, make comments on them, all of that kind of stuff. Is it just upcoming fursuit makers or is it like just everyone or? Everyone, everyone. It's been around a while. Um, it's been around since I think 2015. So it's been around for a nice. few years. That's um, actually really good. Info. So any, of course, any fur that's out there that's looking for um, something, of course, we've had some fursuit makers um, on the show in the past. So you can get some good information from them, temperance and matrices, for example. But uh, this fursuit review sounds really good. You can... I just I just said rezu. I meant fursuit yeah. review. <laughs> yes. Um, yep, yep. Get a lot of good information of places to go if you just need some probably refurbishes or mm-hmm. um, new little parts or a whole suit. It's a good place to go. And everybody remembers and everybody knows about fur affinity. I would hope any fur would know about fur affinity. Fur affinity. If you don't take away your furry card, come on. Mm-hmm. There's a card. I never got a card. I never, I never got, a, got card. a card either, but I actually have a fur finny, but I haven't used it like much in the past uh, year. So maybe my furry card should be taken away too. Is it like a is it like a library card? It is. You have to check out the fluff. And if you don't return it within two weeks, you are ex-fluffiated, I guess. I don't know. The original owner of fur affinity uh dragonair right i think dragonair yeah he bought it back oh what role did he okay okay so he owns it once again the story goes that the company that bought it is taking a different direction he didn't want it to be left behind and not managed or anything like that so he repurchased it repurchased repurchased (laughs) it he he's a birdie now. He, he go from it. dragon to birdie. <laughs> it was nailed there. It so. was nailed there. <laughs> well, had to be, of course. And it would have foom otherwise. But he purchased it for more than he sold it for. Oh. So, uh, so apparently he had to, you know, take out some some loans and mortgage his wife or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> he is now the owner again, and of course. Nothing like this can happen without furry drama. No, I think if it her- happened without furry drama, the world would like kind of explode somehow. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's people are saying, or furs are saying, he bought it back because he want, doesn't want to lose control over the furry fandom that he has. Others are saying the opposite of that. And he's had to make a lot of sacrifices to buy it back. And I guess time will tell if this was a wise or an unwise decision on Dragonair's part. No, I mean, I mean I, time will tell. We will help. I mean, Dragonair, he's been doing that a long time. So mm-hmm. he knows some things. And uh, we'll just have to assume he knows what he's doing. We It'll be exciting, actually, to see uh, what unfolds from this. Right, right. So uh, it, it, I don't know a whole lot of the background of when it was sold to IMVU, but I know that IMVU is restructuring to become something called Together Labs. And oh, really? The, yeah. And so, so there's, there's doggies running around because there's the labs are together. Labs, yes, they're all together. <laughs> One big, it's a group of labs. Um, it's a group of labs, like black labs and um, whatever color, other color chocolate labs, labs there are. golden chocolate labs. labs. Yeah, there are golden. That's right. Mm-hmm. <gasps> 
Beautiful, beautiful creatures. Beautiful birds. Beautiful birds. Beautiful dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely <laughs> plumage. birds too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there there are uh, like bird hunting dogs. So that's maybe what. They are a bird hunting dog. Are, yeah. So, yeah. okay. There you go. So that is everything I have for furry in the news. Do you have any news that you would like to share that you found this week? I don't have any furries in the news, but instead let's talk about the media that I would have talked about before that I totally forgot about. So we'll do a little rewind to media. We've been watching Community, the next season. We, we finished that season. It's uh, still not, it, I still like it. Hubby doesn't like it as much. It's not as good, I don't think, as the first few seasons. You know, it's it's still good. The puppet episode, I mean, no spoilers, but the puppet episode, they did a really good job of doing Pierce's, doing Pierce as puppet, I think. I don't know. I thought it was perfect. We started the next season. I think you remember me talking about Young and Hungry before. We started watching the next season of it. Hubby doesn't like it. I, I'm on the fence. It's uh, it's still entertaining, but I'm getting tired of Gabby being. She's so annoying with her so like. So annoying. At, at first, at so annoying. At the beginning, it was like fun how she'd be like, "Oh, I'm stupid in what I'm doing. This doesn't make sense, but I'm doing it anyway." And like, but now, and we're in season four, and it's <laughs> wow. like she, it's oh, it's really actually getting painful that. I mean, my hubby in the episode last night was just yelling at us like, stupid. There's only 10 episodes in the season, so we'll finish. Apparently, there's five seasons out. We'll see if we watch the next season. But, uh, I mean, it's still worth checking out for any for listening. I mean, check it out. The first few seasons anyway are pretty good. I liked it to the first three. And we watched a movie, which apparently we watched three years ago, but we watched again because we forgot. Then we started watching. Then we realized, oh, yeah, I remember. It's actually pretty good. It's called a Valerian. Have you heard of this movie? Yes. I like it. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. You did see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It is a yeah. good movie. So let me say a few things about it to any fur um that's out there to give my little review, as it were. Yeah, no, I I I'm with you, Barely. I really liked it too. So let me tell you, this is from Wikipedia, just telling you about the general thing, and then I'll give you a little synopsis of the storyline. It's called uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's a 2017 English language French 3D space opera. And I don't know where they get the opera thing from it, but it's definitely a space thing. I don't know. Wikipedia is funny sometimes. But it's written and directed by Luc Basson and co-produced by Basson and his wife, Virginie Basson Celia. It is based on the French science fiction comic series Valeria and Lohaline, written by Pierre Kistier and illustrated by Jean-Claude Mézière. It stars Dane, Don as Valerian and Cara Delevingne as Lohaline. With Clive Owen, Rihanna, and others, blah, 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 and supporting roles. So, Besson independently financed and personally funded the film. With a production budget of around $180 million, it is both the most expensive European and independent film ever made. (laughs) So, that's pretty good interesting. Wikipedia goes on to say, Valerian was released in the United States on July 21st, 2017, and in France on July 26th. It received mixed reviews from critics who criticized the plot and some of its casting, 
but praise the visuals. It does actually have really, barely you probably remember, but it has really good 3D special effects. It's really good mm-hmm. for that. Anyway, yeah. It grossed $225 million worldwide, which I mean, I think that's, I want $225 million. But sure. due to its high production and advertising costs, was considered a box office bomb following its release in the United States. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's re- but it's a really good show. And so just a summary, brief summary on IMD- IMDb of um, its plot. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives... Valerian and Lohalin must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not only Alpha, but the future of the universe. The future of the universe rests in their hands. It's a pretty good. I really recommend checking it out for any for this. Looking for like a sci-fi thing with really good effects and might I say a cute boy as the lead you might say that you might say that and uh we'll just leave it to your opinion on that (laughs) i don't have any upcoming events uh we know that little things are happening here and there we've already talked about a few that are coming up in the next couple of weeks but i haven't seen any new ones pop up yeah Yeah. so i understand uh before we get to our story time there's something something you want to say i do i want to say five things and uh, I hope you enjoy them. Really interesting facts and things to know. An invisible man marries an invisible woman. The kids were nothing to look at either. I went to buy some camouflage trousers the other day, but I couldn't find any. A dwarf who was a mystic escaped from the jail. The call went out that there was a small medium at large. Which president is the least guilty? Well, Lincoln, of course, because he's in a scent. <laughs> Two Eskimos that were sitting in a kayak were very, very chilly, so they lit a fire in the boat. Not surprisingly, it sank, proving once again that you cannot have your kayak and heat it too. So, you know, Bigfoot and Sasquatch are often confused, yet he doesn't complain. <laughs> All and right. There you have it. <laughs> I had to, I had to throw it in there. So I think it is time for a story. Yes, this week's story I'm actually pretty kind of excited for. It's not a typical Taven story. So I want to read you the first chapter, which is only two and a half pages. Okay. Actually, I was gonna say the first chapter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read you 30 pages right now, so uh, okay. you can stop Settle listening in. now. Yes. From Rukas's, we had her on uh, episode 13. So any further wants to uh, listen to us talk to Rukas Kroyax, amazing author and definitely um, artist uh, back in our episode 13. She's written some books, one of which is called Heretic. And um, this is a really, I mean, what I've read from her is really great. And this book, Heretic, is really Dare I say, riveting, really good. I love this book a lot. Um, And she, of course, has her own illustrations in it. I thought I would read the first chapter, aka two and a half pages, to you. Because it just, when I read this first chapter, I was just like, I have to keep, I cannot, this is, no, I can't stop now. It's such a good first chapter. So the reason I say it's not a Taven-ish thing typically is it's, well, I'll read it and you'll know. And I'll just have to say, if you're not okay with, like, blood, you might want to skip over what I'm going <laughs> to read to you. 
<laughs> but I do have to say, it's such a good, good, good first chapter that um, it's amazing. Anyway, shout out to Rukas for her book, Heretic, that I'm going to read from right now. So the first chapter, which I'm going to read, is called Damning Confession. There was just so much blood. More than he could possibly survive losing. But still, I was frantically pressing the palms of my paws down on the wound with all the strength left in my body, as though it would make a difference, as though there was earnestly some chance it would staunch the life seeping out between my fingers. It struck me then. This was his life pooling on the deck beneath us, ingraining itself into the wooden planks we had walked on so many times before together. I, I wondered if it would stain forever leave him here on the ship where he belonged. If it hadn't been so terrible, I would have found beauty in the symbolism. I was losing him. One damn raider with his saber had slipped past his guard and that's all it had taken. He hadn't even been particularly skilled. I would have dispatched him in three seconds it took for him to withdraw his blade from my admiral's chest. And now, absolutely everything he was Everything he had been was leaking out between my paws, and I couldn't stop the inevitable. Vaguely, I thought I felt the pounding footsteps of the other crew members gathering around his fallen form and mine. The last of the raiders screamed in their jagged tongue, cut off by a dull thud followed by the scrape of cloth and the hollow bang of body striking the hull as it was tossed overboard. I wish I could say time stopped in that instant, but it didn't. If anything, the seconds hastened. My body shook. My words caught in my throat. I needed more time. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was not prepared for this today. Don't die. My life is just a piece of yours, I thought. It wouldn't be until far later that I would realize why this was so much harder for me to accept than it had ever been in the past. I'd never been this close to another soldier before. I'd let our face intertwine, slowly but surely over four years we'd share together. Everything I was right now centered around the man dying on the deck beneath me. He was taking me with him. Admiral, I choked, but he silenced me, as he so often did, with a long, dark-eyed stare. There was so much red staining his white fur, and vaguely, I wondered how it had gotten there. The wound was in his chest. I didn't realize at this time how tarnished in his blood my palms had become. Even now, you won't use my name, he uttered with a long rasp and a dying smile. Some part of me trembled. Klaus, I said quietly, it's just a lung wound. But Tran pulled through a lung wound, and you're thrice the man. Dig your claws in and hold on. The medic is coming. He gave me that long-muzzled smile that won me to his side the first night in, in so many sense. The way his dark eyes squinted into the soft white fur along his cheeks when he smiled still made me quake. Even now, it isn't just a lung wound, he said with a rasping rasp. Slowly, like it took near even ounce of his strength, he had remaining in his body, he, he lifted his palm to my cheek. I could feel the paws of the deck crew around me shifting, 
could feel their eyes upon us. I could feel the storm approaching. I knew that over the next wave, a maelstrom brewed. I could put a stop to it. I could silence him in his last few moments of life. I could deny him the chance to see his last piece. But his eyes were unfocused, and I knew his mind was spinning from blood loss. He couldn't know. Half the crew was here, crowded around us. He couldn't know how many ears were present. He, he had never touched me in public before. Neither of us would dare, and he wouldn't have if he knew where he was. His first discovery was as great as mine, if not greater. He, he's lived a longer life, enduring that fear. But I couldn't say a damn thing. I could give him no peace with words. I could only accept this last gesture of affection, this last connection. The pain rose in my chest at the mere thought of pushing him away as surely as though I'd been run through myself. I leaned my cheek into his palm. Klaus, I managed to thank you for everything. He was still smiling. Luther, he murmured in what would prove to be the last breath that would ever escape his lungs. Know that I loved you? And then I was holding nothing. There was just the tall, statuesque form of an honored American admiral dead on the deck of his ship. The white shepherd's body was heavy in his arms, and my knees were soaked in his blood. And half the crew had borne witness to his confession. My breath hitched in what would have been a laugh if I had been the, if I had had the stomach for it. You stupid blue-blooded bastard! I hung my head over his prone form, my shoulders shaking. You couldn't have picked a better time to tell me that. My life was over. And that's the first chapter, and hence why I read the rest of the book. <sighs> very sad first chapter. It's very and emotional, and there is like so much there. That was Heretic by Rukus, and uh, you can check it out. I think it's even on Amazon. You know, just go to your favorite furry bookstore or something, and it's there. And she's a fantastic, amazing writer. Go back to our previous episode and listen to us talk to her. And uh, read her books. Really good. Really good. Heretic is really good. I'm about halfway through it. And that first chapter sets up everything that happens later on in the book. It is it all because literally, of that. She did an awesome job of, of setting the tone and setting the, the stage. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book. Yes. No, I'm glad you uh, think so too. Yes. I, I loved it from uh, front cover to back cover. So good. Very enthralling. And like you say, like it's that first chapter that sets it up, the first sentences. And when the first sentence is, there was just so much blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, yeah. I'm st I'm going to be reading the whole book. So, well, let's try and uh, re-lighten the mood Ooh. since that was a very Ooh. heavy, it was a very yes, heavy story. As I, as I said, I'm sorry, uh, I went a little off tape in there, um, but this pup gets a little excited about the drama sometimes. So, how to do that? <laughs> so, uh, it is a trivia week. We're gonna. This is our last segment of the day. Uh, trivia. And puppy logic. We can call it puppy logic instead of trivia because that's what it turns out to be. That's what it turns out to be. 
So we're going to spin the wheel. And the first category is science. Science. Okay. How, how does that say science? Did I just say science or did I say, what did I even just say? I think you just, I think you burped. Um, I think that was what I was thinking. I think I burped. Yeah, might have burped. So. <laughs> Puppy burped right there. <laughs> okay. You might get this. You might actually get this. Often used to describe an angle in physics and math, what is the eighth letter of the Greek alphabet? Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. I forget what's after epsilon. So maybe I'll just have to, what Greek letter? Okay, say that again. <laughs> so it's a Greek letter. It's the eighth okay. letter, and it's often okay. used to describe an oh. angle in physics. Oh. Uh, pi. Not pi. No, it's not pi. No, it's not pi. It's um, in physics. Iota? No, it's theta. Oh, I knew that. I know you knew that. I knew you knew that. <laughs> oh, you said in physics, and that, that like threw me I said, off or something. I said and math. Okay, well, uh, hi. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, hi. That's okay. all I can say to that. The blood. Right. I blame the blood. <laughs> blame the blood. Blame the blood. Aha. Okay. Going to spin the wheel again. And it's coming up history. Right. story, which I know okay. nothing about. Well, and you might know this too. I know that you're an educated pup. So let's see. The Manhattan Project conducted mm. Mm, they conducted research and development of what? Yes. So the puppy logic says mm -hmm. that Manhattan Project. So New York skyscrapers scrape the cow because the cow was jumping over the moon. Of course, of course. So now we've got the moon, and like astronauts go up there, and Neil Armstrong was there with the cheese. So I'm going to say that the answer is Wisconsin. Close. It was nuclear bombs. That was so, so, so close. close. So, so close. close. Yes. The puppy right. almost got me there. Okay. There, it almost, almost. I mean, you were close with Manhattan. So. Uh, I was, I was. But then there was the cheese thing and Wisconsin because it's a state of cheese or whatever. So anyway. It is the state of cheese. Yes. Smell their dairy air. Anyway, uh, let's move along. Let's spin the All wheel the again. All the cows smell their dairy air. <laughs> yes. Spinning the wheel. And it's geography. geography. Oh, I already know oh. you're not going to get this. So we're going to. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. We're just going to throw this out there. Kibris. Kibris. Okay, so not kibble and bits. No, not but, but Kibris is the Turkish name for what island? So I'm gonna have to use the puppy logic here. Kibris was the Greek god of puppy food, mm. and then puppy food is always on the Canary Islands because the puppies are always chasing the canaries. Okay. Since Gilligan was on an island with Marianne and the movie star, which was her name, the, uh, what was the that movie star's be, name? That would be Ginger. Ginger, right? <gasps> and oh, oh, okay, it's so obvious now. Okay, ask me the question again, and I got it now. I got it. Now. Kibris is the Turkish name for what island? 
So the island was, since Ginger was the movie star, the island is Cayenne. Stop. Well, close. It was Cyprus. It starts with the same letter. See? The puppy logic almost works every time, but not really. (laughs) Yes. Well, and of course, Tina Louise, who played Ginger, she's the last remaining star is still alive. So I guess she won Survivor. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Spinning the wheel. And the category, the category is so sports. Blood, so much blood. So much blood. The category is sports. And you might know this as well. This person is from our lovely state of Oregon. Oh. Who, this is key, who flopped his way to a medal in the high jump at the 1968 Summer Olympics. It's not Ted Danson. No, um, <laughs> it's not Ted Danson. You uh, are correct. Um, Tom Bailey. No, it was Dick Fosbury. Oh, that actually, I did not know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he invented the Fosbury flop going oh, over okay. the high jump. So in before him, the, everybody would run and leap over the high jump, like forward. And uh-huh. he figured out a way to run and throw over himself backwards over it. Oh, really? And he and he was the inventor of the Fosbury flop, which is now the standard way to uh, jump over a high bar in the high jump. Wow. That's like, yeah. so that's really, I'll have to ask my hubby because he likes watching gymnastics and stuff like that and diving and stuff. Maybe it's because he likes Tom Bailey. Who's Tom Bailey? I think his name is Tom Bailey. Who's Tom Bailey? Uh, let me make sure I'm getting his name right. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Did he invent uh, Bailey's Irish Cream? Are you thinking about Tom Brady? E- the football player? No, Tom Daly. Oh, Daly. The diver. I said Tom Bailey. Bailey. Sorry you for said all Bailey. your first. I Daly. So Tom <laughs> Daly is the cute gymnastic diver and stuff. that. So it'd be knows. nice to get Tom Daly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or even minutely or secondly, you know. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to spin the wheel again. Okay. And the category is, oh, it's literature. Well, let's look at the question. Oh, well, so this is kind of, this is kind of a furry question, but I don't know whether you're going to get it. So we're going to go here. This is a quote from a children's book. The mole had long wanted to make the acquaintance of the badger. What is the children's book? This actually sounds familiar, but I'm going to have to go to puppy logic because off the top of my fluff, I don't remember. So the okay. badger, he had a the bowl. Mole, the mole had no, long the wanted, mole. The mole the had mole long had wanted to make an acquaintance of the badger. Ah, okay. So the badger, it's a bad gur, not a good, what's the opposite of gur? Yay. Gur. Yay. So he's a good yay. Okay. Which is a draft on roller skates. So the children's book is, I went flying with my childhood nun with a draft on roller skates, obviously. Obviously. Very long title. And uh, the Dewey Decimal System would be blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> it's the, the name of the book was The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. I was wrong, but I did so. actually, that makes sense. Okay, I got so, it. That makes sense. We'll have to look that book up and maybe read it. If it's not too we long. Will. That's right. It's a, it's a good story. Um, yes. Speaking of stories. So, you know, the story about the, the, like the boy in the well and stuff. 
Yes. I'm a puppy and I don't, I don't drive, you know, so good. My eyes aren't that good. They're black and white and everything. So I went driving one day, but then I fell into a place and met that boy because it turns out that I don't drive too well. I see. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it was cold outside, so it was very icy, and that's what made that happen. I don't know. <laughs> I see well. I see well. <laughs> I see, but apparently I didn't because I, did. I drove into it. <laughs> Tabin, have you ever had your eyes checked? No, I don't need to. They've always been blue. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's spin the wheel, shall we? And the category <laughs> is... That I don't get that. I don't get Oh. <laughs> have your eyes ever been checked? No, they've always been blue. Checked, like checkerboard. Have yeah. they always been okay. checked? No, they've, they've been always checked. been blue. They've never been checked. They've been blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to work on this. Maybe, so ask me about it next week. And we'll see if I figured it out yet, even though you just explained it to me. I just explained it to you. Okay, so the category is entertainment. And the question is, the the question, actually, you might get this and the bonus question. Oh, snappy with pauses. Because it's about music and you're a music pup. I like the music stuff. Mm-hmm. So Rolling Stone magazine ranks performers regularly. Mm-hmm. Whom... Did they rank as the greatest guitarist of all time? Uh, what what year are we talking up to? He has been rated the greatest guitarist of all time since 2011 and has not been bumped. Oh, okay. I want to say, I'm going to say Steve Vai. No, Jimi Hendrix. Ah, uh, yeah. No, no, that, that makes sense. Okay. okay. Now, okay. bonus question, because you're a drummy pup. I now, do like the drummy pup. You're... Your drummy pup card rests on the answer to this question. I am so scared, but I, I will know. try. <laughs> Who did they rate as the greatest drummer of all time? This is just recent, just last year. I mean, it's either Neil Pert or Terry Bazu or possibly Danny Carey. One of those three. Your first answer was the correct answer. Neil Pert. Okay. Yep. Neil Pert. Yep. 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 So. I thought. I mean, if if I had to settle on any one of those three, I would mm-hmm. say probably they go with Neil Pert. In this pup's opinion, those three are so close. I'm really liking the Danny Carey these days. But yeah, mm-hmm. I could. I'm. I'm. I don't disagree with them. That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because they are the magazine. <laughs> so they actually, there's the one that did that. So it actually doesn't matter if I. What's your opinion? That's whether you agree or not. So, well, you know what? That brings us to the end of our podcast once again. Oh my fluff! Oh, I know. We took a long time today. It's a long podcast. Um, but oh and there were some tears there were tears there were cheers there were laughs there was uh, there there was seasickness i i think every forgot seasick at some point it's just the way it is sometimes you just gotta have a good cry and sometimes you just gotta have a good guy malto meal malto meal I haven't had Malto meal in a long time. Wow. Okay. I don't think I have either. So I don't yeah. know why I said that. Yeah, there you I go. Have Malto meal for dinner. All right. So uh, send us a letter if you'd like to uh, on uh, Twitch. On Twitch. We don't Twitch. On Twitter. <laughs> and um, 
at our BFFT chat. I asked for everybody to send us math problems or math things that they'd like you to talk about and books that they'd like us to read or you to read. And uh, we've gotten a few already. I just sent that out today. So hopefully oh, yeah. when this oh, comes cool. out, we'll have some uh, right. some things to pull from so that you don't have to always try and figure out what to do. So there'll be things, subjects to talk yeah. about. They will yeah. just give it to me. Yeah, there you go. And uh, if you'd like to send us a letter, send us a letter. If you'd like to send us a carrier pigeon, send us a carrier pigeon. If you'd like to send us a paper airplane, send us a paper airplane. But send us a message of somehow. Can we send you? Yes. And I guess I'm talking this from the listener standpoint. Mm -hmm. Can we send you a message, not in a bottle, but in a doctor via TARDIS? You could send a message via a doctor in a TARDIS. And even a message in a bottle. Message in a bottle, You know who sang that barely. That would be Sting. And But he sang it with With the police. Yes, yeah. I've played that message on drums before. It's a really... That message, that song. It's a really hard song to play, but I've played it and it's really good. Maybe we should do a video of me playing that sometime. That'd be fun. So I'm going to depart and say goodbye, every fur, until next week. Remember to stay furry. And I will attempt to not take the next two hours to say goodbye. So here I start that and say, hey, thank you for all you furs that have listened, especially if you're still listening at this point. It means so much to us that you're listening. We hope we've entertained. We hope you've enjoyed everything. We hope you listen to more. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to listen to it and see how it is. And then like you're like, um, no. <laughs> Hopefully you, you still like it and everything. But thank you so much. I hope you're keeping safe and everything's going well for you. And uh, can't wait to see every fur at a con again. Do the hugging and the fuff. It's exciting. It'll be exciting to do a live Pupcast at a live con sometime. And okay, so on that note, I'll just say thank you so much and we'll spark at you next time. Bark, bark, we wag. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. This week's interview was edited by Rain Raccoon. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you'd like to hear more music by Reg Day, you can search for Tweezerbeak on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com and the YouTube free use library. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFT chat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. You can help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barelyfurcasting or through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash barelyfurcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week.